Hi everybody, Johnny Mays here. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in each and every day and thanks for sharing my little few minutes messages uh, with your family and friends. Many people are telling me how they have enjoyed uh, the Word of God and I'm so grateful for that. Today uh, I want to talk to you or ask the question, are you ready Are you ready? You know, the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22, Flee also youthful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Flee youthful lusts. You know, the term youthful lust really encompasses many areas of our life. Uh, For example, the lust for money, the the continuous pursuit motivated by greed, the lust for money, the desire for honor and recognition, the need to, you know, massage your ego and be famous. The lust for power. Some people will do anything to be in control. And not least of all, of course, the lust for people. And doing it in an unhonorable way. You know, I really believe that a person God brings to a place where he wants them to have something more. And I believe people come to that place wanting something more, something substantial, something lasting, not just fleeting impulses, but something that they can truly rely on, something they can find truthful. However, often it is the case where when presented with the truth and they finally see the light, they choose not to receive it because they enjoy their sins, and they're really not sick and tired of being sick and tired. The idea of fleeing youthful lust means you literally got to run away from it. Get away. And to be something else means you have to look unto Jesus, the author and the finish of your faith. You see, the Lord himself said that he had one purpose in mind for you, And that purpose was to give you a life and that life to the fullest. In one place he said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. That's what God has for his people, the people of God. And that phrase, the people of God, always indicates a clear relationship, a relationship with the living God that goes all the way back to the book of Genesis where God called Abram, or as he was later known, Abraham, back in the 12th chapter of Genesis, to leave his land for a new one, a land that God would show him. And once Abraham was there, God says to him in verse 2 of chapter 12, Abram, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. And this nation will become 
the nation of Israel, the first group to be designated as God's people. Of course, we know God's people are those who believe in the same promise that Abraham believed in. Remember, Abraham lived many centuries before Jesus. He didn't have the Bible because it wasn't written then. He didn't have the church. It hadn't started yet. And he didn't know about Jesus because Jesus hadn't manifested yet uh, in, in the person of the man, the Galilean, the virgin-born Savior. But what Abraham had was faith in God. And it's those faith in God that are the true Israel of God or the true people of God, the true chosen of God. Because only faith pleases God. And Abraham had faith, and so do all who believe. In fact, Paul says in Romans chapter 4, verse 3, that Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. It was accounted unto him as righteousness. And that's what pleases God today. Faith still pleases God today. Nowadays, we know that God wants us to put our faith in his son, Jesus. And that's where we've discovered what's the truth. Those, that substantial thing I was talking about. When you finally get sick and tired of being sick and tired and you flee, you run from your youthful, lustful life and put your eyes upon him, you will discover that eternal salvation is only through the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, God has only mounted one mega rescue operation in this world, and that was when he sent Jesus to die for our sins and our forgiveness and to gain a place in heaven for us ultimately. Amen. So my friends, listen to Brother Johnny today and hear this message and answer this question. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready today to turn your life around? Are you ready today to get serious about your life? Are you ready today to quit chasing those rainbows? Amen. And quit playing the fool. Are you ready today to put away childish things and become a true man and a true woman and begin to live your life for the living God. So you ask me the question, what does faith, why does faith please God? Well, I want you to think about it this way. Change the word faith to trust. Change the word faith to trust. I mean, if someone came up to you and said, I want to trust you. Wouldn't that be very pleasing to you? I know it is to me, and I have people say, you know, Brother Johnny, I trust what you're telling me. I trust what you're preaching. I trust what you say. And I'm very pleased, and I'm very humbled. See, it's a wonderful, it's wonderful to be trusted. It's a real honor to be trusted. And when we put our faith in God and His Son, Jesus Christ, we're saying, God, I really trust you. You're saying, Jesus, I really trust you. And so faith pleases God because faith brings salvation. Are you listening to me today? Faith pleases God and faith brings salvation. 
It follows from this, says Paul, that eternal life is not a wage, not something you earn, not something you have to work for. Salvation and eternal life is a gift, a gift given to people who have faith. When you turn away from your sins and put your faith or your trust in the Lord Jesus, the Lord God of heaven and earth breathes into you a new life, amen, which is a gift from God, and he gives it to you simply because you are now humbling yourself in contrition before the mighty God of heaven and trusting in the work of his son, the death, burial, and resurrection through faith, and God honors that by giving you the gift of eternal life. Paul explains, Now when a man works, his wages are not credited to him as a gift, but as an obligation. Well, you know what I'm talking about. If you've worked all week somewhere after 40 hours or 50 hours or ever how long you worked, and you come to the end of the day and the boss man puts a check in your hand or money in your hand, you don't receive it as a gift from him. You know, it's not some special reward. It's your wages. It's the money you've earned. You've exchanged your time, your sweat, your uh, sweat equity, your intelligence, your insights, your wisdom, your expertise, your service for these wages. It's not a gift. And this boss of yours is obligated to pay you what you agreed to. However, to the man who does not work but trusts God, who justifies the wicked, his faith is credited as righteousness. It was not through law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be the heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. You see, the good gifts of God come by faith. And we know from what he writes elsewhere that Paul is not saying good works are unimportant. No, of course it's good to do good works. Amen. Any fool can see that, uh, that doing something good is a right thing to do. Amen. But just doing good things won't earn you salvation. And that's what Paul is stressing. He is stressing that we can never be good enough to earn God's forgiveness or a place in heaven. We just can't be because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We'll never make the pass mark in the entrance exam if we had to take a test. Amen. Listen, we don't do good works in order to earn God's forgiveness and acceptance. We do good works to express our gratitude to God for accepting us when and only when we put our heartfelt trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. So, if we really have a heartfelt trust in Jesus, the Bible says God gives us eternal life, which after death means heaven as a free gift. You can't earn a gift. It's a gift based on the kindness of the giver, in this case, the grace of God. So faith brings not only salvation, but faith brings us acceptance. You remember at one time, all non-Jewish people, which the Bible calls Gentiles, they were excluded from the chosen covenant of people. They lacked the privilege that acceptance by God gave. But the Bible says now all, all, everybody say all, who trust in Christ, Jew or Gentile, are accepted in the worldwide chosen covenant, people of God. 
as Paul puts it, therefore, the promise comes by faith so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all of Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, talking about the Jewish people, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, and he is the father of us all. So let me ask you, are you a spiritual child of Abraham? Are you ready to be? Are you ready to be part of the worldwide chosen covenant people of God? Amen? Well, if you have a heartfelt trust in Christ, then you are and you can be. If not, why not? Why not put your trust in him right now? He's waiting to hear from you. I reminded of a, of a tune, a song that says, People get ready. There's a train a-coming. You don't need no ticket. You just get on board. All you need is faith to hear the diesels humming. Don't need no ticket. You just thank the Lord. People get ready. There's a train to Jordan. Picking up passengers from coast to coast. Faith is the key. Open the doors and board them. There's room for all amongst the loved the most. <laughs> Listen, friend, you get ready right now. You get ready and be ready to take on faith in Christ. Put away, put away childish things. Let me ask you this once more. Are you ready today? Are you ready to believe, to trust, to yield, to turn away from those things that have been bringing you down? I hope so. God bless. Amen.